Hello from the past, present and future. My name's Scott Hamza and thank you so much for listening to the second episode of the second series of Time Travel Film Club. A weird, wild and absolutely mega collection of time travel films you might not have seen, spanning a glorious range of decades, countries and genres. To my right, as always, is a man whose name is an anagram and I think he'll like this greatly, of Elden Jams only. Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I like elderberry. I like jam. I feel perfect. I like Elden Ring. Well, that's that's what ideal. I was thinking. Yeah, I was like, this man loves Elden Ring big yes, time. So if they does. made jams, yeah. he would say Elden Jams only. Like they kind of do those like tie-in franchise uh, merchandise things. But I've yeah. got Crash Bandicoot candles upstairs. Oh, no. the are they? Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Are they sensual? Are they, what? Are, they, like, are they sensual candles? Yeah, were, you thinking, so. were you thinking scented and then yeah. mixed it up? Yeah, with... no, it's like yeah. scented, but sensual. You know those ones you put on in moments of... I just think that it'd be nice yeah. in a moment of heightened paramour to put on a Crash Bandicoot candle. Hang on, or hang on. on a Wampa Fruit flavor. Yeah, yeah is, are you putting <laughs> on the Wampa Fruit? Is, is it yeah. to cover up the smells of the room that you're in or is it to drip upon your partner? Because it's to, ooh, a bit of both. That's yeah. what you're covering oh, you Right, right, right. Orange and tangerine just floating around in the air. Nice. Now, also, uh, to my left, as always, is a man who I hope, I'm pretty sure as well, has a comma in his name because his his name is an anagram of aged, comma, mashed. And it's Adam Hedges. Fucker I am. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel all the time. <laughs> it's so difficult to find words where every letter of your name is used. And when I saw aged, mashed, I thought, yeah, Adam does sound like a fine whiskey. I do introduce myself as Hedges, comma, Adam when I'm like... You Thank know, you very much, yeah. That, would be that benefits my joke. Thank sure. you. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Now, gentlemen, we are back for another installment of TTFC. And this time, it is yours truly stepping up to bat with the 2018 film Mega Time Squad. Mega Time Squad is written and directed by Tim Van Dammen, starring Anton Tennant as John, Johnny Brew as Shelton, Hetty Gaskell-Hahn as Kelly, Arlo Gibson as Gaz, and a bunch of other wonderful actors. Now, I watched this film for the first time about a year ago, just doing the general hunting down decent time travel films. And I know that we've all enjoyed a bit of uh, Kiwi cinema in our time. I think we've had chats in the past about at least some of the... I've not seen much, but the films I have seen, stuff like Black Sheep. Who's seen Black Sheep, the the crazy zombie film? That was like a cult film, what, almost... Over a decade ago, I think at this point now, I think it's like a 2011 film. So there's that. I know that you guys are much bigger fans of what we do in the shadows than I am. I've seen and loved the movie, but you guys adore the television series as well. Absolutely. Now, I've never been to New Zealand. I would love to go, genuinely. Mm. Conversely, you know, we we love Australia in the film club. We love Australian movies in the film club, as evidenced strongly in season one. And yet I have quite little desire to go to Australia, largely because I don't. I don't think that humans should live there. It looks super dangerous. <laughs> everything <laughs> looks, there is designed to kill you. Everything there is designed. Everything there is yeah. telling you, don't be here, yeah. humans. You know, we we run this. Danger animals yeah. run this town. I think it's the opposite. There's not, it's not to kill you. You just are not equipped to be there. Yeah, you're just not. It's not. You're not right for that situation. It's Whereas, not a place to be. If Australia were Jurassic Park. I view New Zealand as the the guards' quarters, as the safe island just off the coast sure. that is where you would put the humans and the people running situations and everything's safe and nice there. There's lovely fields, tons of lamb and, you know, just <laughs> Lord of the Rings vibes. I was going to say, I don't even have snakes, do they? I think there's not New Zealand... A, not apparently. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how they can definitely check this, but there's not a single snake in New Zealand. I mean, if you have one island and it's a quite small island and it's just rock and you know that the big old one to your left is full of really bad snakes, I think it would be 
maybe like top five priority. I don't mm. even think people who live in New Zealand are allowed to have pet snakes. I wouldn't surprise I me. Mean, I mean, I imagine a kiwi, the little bird, the kiwi, is a great meal for a snake, which is probably <sighs> why they don't want to, you know. I mean, it's, I think that they have the tennis ball of an animal. They have the same problem with a lot of predators. Like, they don't do cats, do they? They don't love cats no, over there. No. So, yeah. Anywhere that doesn't like rats is a friend of Scott Hauser, <laughs> uh, is, is something I will say. Now, yeah. Uh, uh, so, I've, yeah, I've never been to New Zealand. I've seen a, a smattering of, of New Zealand-based content and media. And so I'm well aware, especially of stuff, Flight of the Concords and all that good, oh, yeah. that, like, comedy-wise, New Zealand wins. New Zealand is doing good stuff. And it's always kind of like they've, they've gained favour with me. So when I saw Mega Time Squad, first of all, on name alone, what a great name, Mega Time Squad. I thought, fantastic. It looks decent. Uh, it's Kiwi. Let's go for it. Um, and I was really pleasantly surprised. Uh, uh, Ten minutes into this, I knew I was going to recommend it to you guys. I knew that it was something I wanted to put yeah. forward. So what's your experience with, with New Zealand, with New Zealand film, that kind of thing? They're the obvious one that you've mentioned of Lord of the Rings films, some of my absolute favourite films. And then basically it's just the Kiwi humour, which we get a lot of in this film. Yeah. It's That is my experience, is that their TV shows, their films, there's a real type of humor that you don't get anywhere else yeah i i've always wanted to go to new zealand it's been on my list obviously yeah lord of the rings is a big factor in that because big influential film when we were growing up but yeah i just some of the comedy that comes out of new zealand is is absolutely fantastic now before we head off to grab a pie and ketchup where did we where did we watch this film gentlemen i subscribed to some strange new uh, trial service on amazon that oh. allowed me to watch it for free oh like a like a freebie oh, a or like some, like thing. one of what their channels i saw it as well um it was called arrow video arrow video arrow right. video oh i saw that label come yeah. up yeah and i was like that means nothing to me you could be anyone uh, arrow i was like video. i know what i'll do i'll sign up to it and then i'll forget and i'll end up paying oh yeah I, 50 pound a month or whatever it becomes i think it's 4.99 and i put it in my calendar as cancel this in sure. cancel in, uh, now Six yeah. days time. <laughs> but there's a couple of other films that were on there that I thought, oh, you know, it's worth keeping. I think uh, it's mostly like horror films, which is a bit mm. bit different. But yeah, interesting. It's, I think it's interesting how many times uh, science fiction and, and time travel films end up in horror categories for stuff, actually. It's true. There's, it, there's it, a bunch on Shudder, I think, is the really big horror streaming service. There's a bunch of sci-fi and time travel stuff on there. Even at film festivals, we talked about how Curvature was submitted mm. to a horror film festival uh, when it first came out. Well, well, this one, just as a little cheeky early film fact, it, its UK debut was at Fright Fest in London. Really? Yeah, that would make sense. Actually, so I guess I guess it just there's something about science fiction and, and time travel movies that fits well with horror. I guess that's just kind of how that. How yeah, that I kind of get that. Yeah, there's I I guess there's maybe just a lot more horror fests than there are yeah. uh, uh, sci-fi fests, and yeah. so and you want to submit your stuff. So mm. yeah, good luck to all. And also, boys, if our dear listeners want to get in touch with the Time Travel Film Club, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, you can like us on Facebook at Time Travel Film Club, or you can follow us on Twitter at Time Travel Club. And if you want to tell us all about the triads money that you've stolen, you can do so on our subreddit, r slash Time Travel Film Club, or send us an email at timetravelfilmclub at gmail.com. And so, without further delay, James, Adam, it's time to check in with Shelley, Kelly, and Johnny. It's Mega Time Squad time. You know, my favourite thing about renaming 
the time machine, brain lock and <laughs> <laughs> brain lock in the Irish future sure. is that it mildly posits that it could be part of a franchise in which brain lock is the, yeah. is the main character, kind of like Tintin and the, or like Indiana Jones yeah. and the last yeah. Crusade. Indiana. So it's like brain lock and the Irish future is episode is, yeah. is, is the first movie in the franchise. But you know, where would you go for episode two? Because we've killed brain lock in the, so he has to come back to life. He's got to take vengeance on, uh, uh, I forget the time oh, traveler's name. Brainlock and the Irish Resurgence. <laughs> I was hoping that like, by the time you get to the third movie, maybe it's like Brainlock and the Rebuilding of the Moon. I think that's something I <laughs> yeah, want to see yeah. him get up to, you know. Yeah. It'd be top of my cool. list in that, in that world. It, it, I mean, it reminds me of things like um, Iron Sky, where the Nazis have inhabited the, the dark side of the moon. I'm loving that, the idea of the Brainlock on the dark side of the moon, just waiting. I'd be very happy to find out that the brain lock, as well as being like a brain lock with a back brain, is also a Nazi hunter. I think that <laughs> there's never a point where that's not a valuable asset in society. Oh, I should mention talking about valuable assets in society in no way related to anything I've just spoken about. But uh, on uh, Hawkwatch, uh, there is... Ooh, Hawkwatch oh, updates, come Hawk, on, come on. There is due updates. to be a Gattaca TV series. Oh, really? Oh, fair play. We know we live in an age of like every yeah. month there's a TV everybody's, series. Everybody's yeah. lost their kind of interest in making new shit. So that's just... And they, they're usually terrible remakes. Yeah, they yeah. are, yeah. I don't know if you've stayed abreast of the calamity that is the True Lies television series. Oh, no, uh, I've, not watched, I've not watched any of it, but the reviews are woeful. Is it already out? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, well, know. precisely, Adam. It's oh, already right, out okay. and like no one knows well, or cares. It's like the Lethal Weapon TV series. I oh. watched probably three episodes of that. and it I was, didn't even try it. it. God awful. That one really upset me, honestly. Yeah, I know. I heard about it when they cast, when the main guy, I think, left and they replaced yeah. him with Sean William Scott. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Sean William Scott is someone who I could feasibly see, given like Bulletproof Monk and, yeah. and Welcome to the Jungle and when he used to do a bit of action. He's got uh, kind of Gibson comedy vibes. He's got like a little bit of it, yeah. I mean, yeah. But the fact that he's your replacement, yeah. A, says a lot, says sad stuff about Sean William Scott, which is a career that I'm still quite sad about. Yeah. But also, what, what was your TV series thinking in the first place? Place. Well, it's a shame, really, because the guy who plays Riggs, uh, Riggs in it, he's actually the best part of it in the first like episode or something, because he is in it, and then it just suddenly changes. And then, Bing, and then Sean Williams, SWS, turns up. Yeah. But yeah, Gattaca, TV series. Right, cool. I haven't seen Gattaca in a, in a long oh, time. Not since it was free at university with all the pirating we did. There we go, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I didn't hear of anything to do with you know Ethan Hawke attached or anything like that, because quite frankly, it's going to be you know a bunch of actors you've either never heard of before or don't care too much about. It's not going to be your Umas, your Judes, and your Ethans. But, uh, but yeah, that's really the, that's the biggest update in, uh, in, in Ethan, Ethan, I can't say Ethan Watch. Hawk Watch no, sounds Hawk good. Watch. Ethan Examination. Hawk yeah. we called it. Time. <laughs> Have we got a, a theme tune for Hawk Watch? Have we got like a little jingle Hawk you can play? <laughs> watching the Hawks, watching the Hawks, and what, watching Hawks. That's it. That's the whole thing. I'm going to turn that into a real Do one. you know what? You're so talented music. Thank you very much. Now, quite comfortingly, a man who looks nothing like Ethan Hawke, considering the guy Pierce of it all last episode, a man who looks nothing like Ethan Hawke is our boy, our boy Johnny who we open our film Mega Time Squad with, uh, our boy Johnny in Thames, New Zealand. And it's Johnny starting his day. He meets up with his best mate Gaz. They head to the local crime boss Shelton's house after doing a couple of money pickups for him. It's, you know, probably an average day for, for, for Johnny in a, in a very, what looks like a very normal place. I appreciated that quite considerably. It looks just very normal. 
kind of like where 41 is set in in australia it's not the razzle dazzle of 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 sydney or in terms of new zealand it's not like set could easily be like you know it's wellington or it's you know auckland no it's it's just, a shithole yeah bumfuck nowhere and i quite appreciate that for the purpose of the movie i feel like there's an important character we've met here that uh, i'm sure you're going to bring up scott um <laughs> we we know we have a specific particular soft spot for characters named Terry. Terry, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Another hunk <laughs> called Terry. <laughs> and we get to meet Terry as we as we meet Shelton. We're at, we're at Shelton's house. But more importantly, we get introduced to two things right up top. We get introduced firstly to um to a bomb vest. <laughs> to it's a bomb vest like the terrorists use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Shelton has managed to acquire. And secondly, and more importantly, we meet the bomb technician, the one working on it, and it's it's Kelly, who is uh, Shelton's sister, if I'm not wrong. Who I think we we later discover doesn't have any expertise in making bombs, just happens to have made one before. Track record. Yeah, <laughs> track record. You've made one, you did it great. Now, Shelton has a problem. The triad are in town, and they are opening shop. They're opening up shop in Thames. The how, triad, who would have believed? How I, casually he just goes, oh, it's the triads. Like, yeah, is that not a big deal? <laughs> in Thames, New Zealand, <laughs> I imagine so. It's like if I told you that, like, the Yakuza were setting up in Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about that? Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Adam. Cool. Sorry. Let's I won't say on. anything. I promise. Now, Thames is Shelton's bloody tan. And he wants, he wants John. John's his boy. John works for him. Bunch of, bunch of ruffians, bunch of idiots. Bloody dynamic, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's everywhere. So he wants John to intercept a big money drop-off that's happening at Wally's Antiques. Nice little setup right at the beginning of the movie. But what happens instead after agreeing to do it and leaving is that our boy John, he gets two sort of two motivations from the people closest to him. First, we get Gaz in the diner, just giving him some soft suggestions of like, well, you know, we could we could nick that money. And then almost like straight after we get him at the cemetery where Kelly rocks up and she's like, you should rob the money. What's she doing there, by the way? Why is she just perusing? He's there for a reason. She's just perusing the, the fucking cemetery. Oh, I'm coming in with a dad joke then. Well, it's oh. obviously the dead center of Thames. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did love Idiots. the fact that he was sharing a beer with his dad. Yeah. And went, nah, dad's finished now. And just or, gave him the or beer. Or many. <laughs> many beers. Yeah. It's obviously a thing he does regularly. That, that seems to be that beer, by the way, uh, which I think we would later learn is called like a, a lemon peroa. Oh. Is a is like the big deal. It's kind of there's a giant bottle of it over there that I think they drive past. That's a real life thing you can go and see. Oh, right. There is a sign in the film that said lemon peroa, and I, and because the the town they go to is Pyroa, I thought it was just like Pyroa's famous for lemons. It's no, it's a but famous it's the beer, beer, yeah. beer company. Oh, it must oh, cool. be yeah, it must be like a like a local famous beer. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, That's yeah. Cool. Well, they're drinking enough of it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, big bottles. Those hey. are big old bottles of beer. Now at the graveyard is where we get our first quite dominant vivid mention of a food item and a common concept that is very popular in this film gnats (laughs) 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 it's kelly telling our boy johnny you know you need to grow Grow some you need to grow some you need to find some do you have some um nuts are a a quite core construct in this film they are a (laughs) every other every other word at one point Now, the motivation does work on John. He's had his chat with Gaz. He's had his chat with Kelly. Nuts. He's thinking he's got nuts on the brain. So he heads home to his garage. He gets told by his landlady that he's actually got to move out by 6 p.m. I love that. That was such a funny moment. We'll She's come a back. really strange lady. So, so aggressive. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he's living in a garage. He, you know, little, he, he can have little complaints. Uh, so he's ha- But his motivation is kicking in. And so we get a preparation montage of, you know, which begins with more nuts. <laughs> I loved that little 
little moment of uh, are those your nuts. I just <laughs> the idea of it being a are you talking to me yeah. is yeah. just perfect. Taxi driver, but Mr. Peanut is the main character. <laughs> but let's discuss the weirdest moment of the montage, which I wanted to. <laughs> is that man? <laughs> Is he slightly grilling a sausage in with his a mouth? lighter? With a lighter, <laughs> respect for it. Now, I, I was my Google searches for this film are crazy. <laughs> I was like, is there an Aust- a New Zealand snack that is a sausage that you warm up slightly in your mouth? Uh, no, there isn't. I also did an experiment myself at home, did trying <laughs> trying to cook a sausage on a fork with a lighter, and I can right. tell you, you get an angry wife. Sure you do. That's all you get. There is it looks in... weirdly rubbery as yeah. well. Uh, there was a moment where I thought it was a pickle, like you know, and then I was like, "Well, why would you eat a pickle?" It's a, but yeah. I think it's like a frankfurter, like a rubbery, yeah, rubbery yeah like a, a hot dog. sausage. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a there is a food stuff in New Zealand that is quite common called sausage sizzle, which is basically just a sausage sandwich, effectively. Okay, but, but it's lightly grilled, and I was like, "Well, maybe." Maybe, Maybe that's, that's what he's something. doing. He's like lightly yeah. grilling it. Yeah, lightly gr- slightly commas. warming up a sausage. Like one of those, you know, they're kind of, they usually get called like Polish style sausages yeah. that are, they're actually just preserved meat in the shape yeah. of a sausage. He's yeah. just warming it up and eating it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just well, it was weird. I hope that's what's happening mm. because otherwise yeah. it's even weirder. When in a garage, you need your protein. Mm. So he's motivated. John is pumped. He's sausaged. He's, <laughs> he's prepared. He leaves this garage and it's time to procure some sweet masks i did really enjoy that the first place he goes to has a proper like (laughs) rob this place balaclava waiting for him just much too expensive bloody pricey honestly yeah pricey our belly so he ends he he does end up with a nice duck and baboon and i do like (laughs) the return of the film club the return to the film club of baboons since sound of thunder it is time to rob wally's antiques and so off to go rob wally's antiques they do Gaz rocking up with his L plates still on his car. And his mother's, is it an air rifle or is it a it's, rifle yeah. rifle? It's a 2-2. Yeah. What does that mean? So a two, that's that's the size of ammunition that is in that weapon. Is that ammunition so a bullet or is it a small piece of potato? So Because it, <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it looks like a potato. It is, yeah. it is, the, it is a bullet. It's the yeah. kind okay. of bullet you would find in a the smallest possible yeah. type of firearm you okay. could get. In this country, it's what you can legally own without a gun license. Really? Yeah, in, have, in the UK? I have a 2 rifle. And wow. It's 0.22 of an inch. That's how okay. big the... So it's ammunition. you do have a uh, you do have a gun because for me yeah. saying it's a potato rifle or like a crappy air rifle also serves the purposes yeah. of this film totally fine. But I I did want a little bit of clarification from mm. people who knew more than I. Yeah. I think New Zealand's gun laws are pretty close to ours, so I imagine that's what you can legally or, own or even for... stricter potentially. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. I always think of New Zealand as the Finland of the Southern Hemisphere. Wow. Yeah, it's not a bad like comparison to be honest. Yeah. That should be on there. Uh, Milton Keynes, rat king of rat king of a town. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand, the Finland of the South. <laughs> now, after securing the money, Gaz and and it's a very funny scene. I'm not going to recount all of the bits and pieces of comedy, but uh, after securing the money, John and Gaz, uh, uh, the, Gaz heads off. But John, he spots a cool looking bracelet on the counter, nabs it for himself, and he is immediately warned by Wally. He says, who says essentially, this is a very dangerous temporal dislocator and if you use it a demon will consume you is this the first time we've seen what i would consider to be like 
apart from Girl Who Leapt Through Time in season one, this is kind of a magical, mythical yeah, 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 time yeah. travel device. It's no no science here at all. There's no science here at all. It's just like oh, by the way, yeah, it's a it's basically like a time machine you wear on your wrist, and it's like a bracelet. But also, there's a demon that'll get you if you use it. And it's they they say he says like something that is so sciencey, temporal dislocator, yeah. and immediately follows it up with and demons, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it reminds me of there's an episode in Doctor Who, uh, I have one of the I want to say second season or third season where they do something and as a result they kind of have a time paradox that allows these weird time demons into the world mm. it's a really interesting episode and the tao tai tao tei is a based on a real chinese mythological demon oh, yeah really? one oh, of cool. the one of the four beasts essentially so there's kind of four angelic beings four beasts and then four animals and this is right. one of those four beasts all right that's very interesting cool. there's the thing in the flash where like you know the flash loves a bit of time travel mm. but there is a a thing where for speedsters specifically in the dc universe uh when death comes for speedsters because they can outrun normal death they had to give them the black racer who is just like he's in a flash suit <laughs> that's death. all black and he has skis and he super skis <laughs> he super skis around killing speedsters Cool. Deep comics. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And because there is no skiing, uh, uh, skiing t- a talisman of death on the way, uh, Johnny and Gaz are able to escape rather jubilantly, to be honest. I, I loved the knife in the tire. Great. Smart. He's thought about this a couple of times here. He's been smart. Like when he talks about the tire being rolled into the shop, he says something like, it's not Napoleon's tire. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's impressive that he's clearly the brains out of these two. But then I don't know if you noticed... They both had their masks off the second they got into the car. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, and the car, which yeah. is also his car, Gaz's car. <laughs> it's not like the triad are going to go, well, I'll never work out who they are. There's that really funny moment just before they go into the antique shop where they both drop their seats back to hide. Like they like that was like, good. Uh, oh, nice choreographed like, oh, moment. Even yeah. later on in the bank, there are two of them wearing masks and the third one is just stood there smiling. <laughs> no problem at all. Yeah, and yeah. leaves with them. Now, without doubt, one of the things when we uh, are covering this movie that we we couldn't not address is the fact that in from the beginning of this scene when uh, Gaz and John are robbing Wally's antiques, it is the beginning of some quite blatant, quite in your face and quite off putting racism towards Chinese people. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of the terminology, there's it's not that they are going out of their way to say hateful things and make hateful depictions. It's the terminology used and it's the casualness of the terminology mm. used. This film is only five years old, so there are no, oh, it was of its time or anything like that. Mm. I We've all said that, you know, we haven't been to New Zealand. We've all met Kiwi people before and we've watched a bunch of media, none that had anything like this in it at all. I I, I don't know if it's a thing that exists in like rural bumpkin new zealand where they are quite prejudiced and do quite flippantly use terminology because while the movie does use the majority of that terminology and that kind of racist language to discuss to, to refer to chinese people rather there are there are two to that are at the expense of homosexuals and there are there's one that is at the expense of disabled people as well over the course of these movies i'm not going to repeat the words there's yeah. no need to but there are there are just flippant ways of referring to people derogatorily rather than using the word idiot for example yeah. or uh, or using in 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 when it comes to the the chinese people in the film rather than calling them chinese and i'm sure the listeners can imagine or if they're watching the film or have watched the film will be able to pick up on it immediately it is without a doubt, very distasteful, quite off-putting, and uh, and and 
I, I just thought unnecessary, to be honest. It doesn't add anything to the kind of like, ne- script. It's, it's never it's funny. It's never funny. It's never funny. It's not a moment that, I, there's not a moment in it that I thought it, it needed that there. I felt like they were trying to use it to make one of the characters seem like more of a dick than they are, essentially, yeah. to try and be like, look, this is how bad this person is because of the language he uses. Which, I mean, I understand that's there are some places where you'd want to use that, especially yeah. in a lot of historical productions. But I don't know. I just didn't think it was a necessity to do it here. No, no. I, I would say it's very unessential. And I completely understand what you're saying about uh, Shelton being, you know, he's the bad guy. He's the one who uses 90% yeah. of these terms. And so it's at least it's appropriate in that bad guy is being bad. But there are a couple of times when John does it as well, just here, just mildly here and there. And it just, the film doesn't need it because the film is funny enough and the film's funny enough in a wild array of other ways. Mm. Um, so w- we wanted to mention it just just up top in that like I can see why this would put someone off and if anyone mm. ever came back and said no I couldn't enjoy that film because it was I found it offensive I would completely understand mm. and we enjoyed this film and I'm the one bringing this film to the to the film club because I think for time travel purposes there is genuine merit there and I think in a lot of the other comedy and in a lot of the just general acting there is still a lot of merit mm. it's just something that if I were to ever meet or talk to Tim Van Dammen I would just say to him why did you spoil such a good thing mm. you've spoiled a good thing rather than this being a piece of crap that you've made worse that and which is a shame and it finds smarter ways to make Shelton out to be both an idiot and a bad guy yeah uh, there's a moment that comes up in a few seconds where he talks about the only way you lose in chess is being cornered by your own pieces which is obviously bollocks <laughs> yeah. but, and that's a funnier way of making him seem yeah. like you know the evil idiot yeah the way that he treats the policeman is hilarious yeah it, it gets it, it gives you that he's a shit dude it also gives you that there's funniness to be had by how shit of a dude he yeah. is you, you don't need any more reasons to think he's a he's a bad character they've got they've nailed it and precisely good, but. now to to move us on from from that unsavoriness um do we think that wally gives him a convincer chat. Do we think this is the convincer chat? I'm looking at the tropinator. Yeah. So I, when I wrote in my notes, I did write convincer chat question mark because yeah. he doesn't really try to convince him. It's more of a, a kind of a heads up. It's and like an anti convincer chat. It's almost yeah. like a warning, isn't it? It's and, like, and then it's almost like Johnny has his own convincer chat later in the film with himself when he's like stood around after he's just pressed it a few times and gone, ah, oh, okay. I think I understand this. I'll explain this to my own self. I uh, I got the, the, the feeling from him that I got, you know, Never Ending Story, where the guy has the book in the bookstore, the, the man who owns the bookstore, and he kind of reverse psychologies Bastion into taking the book. I was like, is this what Wally's trying to do? Is he trying to give him the, the bracelet? Well, based on the end of the film, absolutely. That absolutely. was what he was trying yeah. to do. Right there on the counter, looking yeah. all nice and shiny. Yeah, yeah. Hey, who has it on display if it's so dangerous? It's just like right there. So as we said, Gaz and John have left jubilantly, bracelet and money in hand. But the jubilation is short-lived as almost immediately Gaz just betrays his best friend John. Straight up. No problem at all. Johnny Johnny doesn't even realise. He even says at one point, wait, why are we here? Like he knows that they've driven to the place that he's going to essentially now be shot. But he's like, hang on, why are we here? And as you mentioned, uh, James Shelton, king that he is, cannot allow pawns to go unpunished. He plans to kill John for the betrayal of trying to take the Chinese money in the first place. Not before, of course, having John's pockets searched, finding the bracelet and very mockingly putting on his best friend forever bracelet. bracelet, I wanted to mention at this point that one of Sheldon's I keep calling him Sheldon with a D. It's Shelton with a T. But, uh, call him you know, what I want. What, you know, I'll call, him, I'll call, call you what I want. Shelley. Little yeah, Shelley. Shelley. Little Shell boy. One of Shelley's henchmen, not 
wonderful Terry in the background uh, is is a, a skinny guy, looks a lot like sort of a meth head vibe, dark eyes, called Damage. Damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there'll be much to be said about Damage moving forward. Um, but I just wanted to, because when I saw Damage, I was immediately, uh, I immediately was like, hold on, I... Why do I know that face? And it turns out uh, that uh, Damage, played by an actor called Milo Cawthorn, he was in a season of Power Rangers. The season doesn't oh. really matter too much. It was it was RPM revolutions per minute. Um, but he's oh, in no. he was in a season of Power Rangers yeah. around the time when they moved all production of Power Rangers to New Zealand, and so you get this oh. moment. I think it's like around season eleven of Power Rangers where yeah. uh, Disney had bought it and basically said we're going to cancel it and we're just going to air reruns yeah. unless you can halve the costs of producing this. And they said, oh, one way to do that is we're going to go and film it in New Zealand and you just use New Zealand based actors. They can all do great American accents. Nothing nothing will go yeah. wrong. And so you have for uh, five, six years, seven years, I don't know, um, all of the seasons of Power Rangers. One of the Rangers is Kiwi, for sure, because he's the one that couldn't do the accent. Um, and the rest of them just have really bad American accents, <laughs> of which Ziggy is one. Now, as I was on his Wikipedia page confirming this, I was like, OK, yeah, sure, you're in Power Rangers. Good luck. No problem at all. Fine. It's always fun when you see people who are in kids shows now doing stuff like what uh, Milo gets up to in this yeah. film. But that's that's by the by. More importantly, Ziggy is also in his very own time travel film. What is it? He's in a time travel film called Blood Punch. Now, Blood Punch. Blood Punch. Blood Punch. Blood Punch. (laughs) You have to like, Blood Punch. Blood Punch stars him as well as a co-star from the same season of Power Rangers and is written and directed, I think, by the the showrunner of that season of Power Rangers. Oh, man, that's crazy. For all purposes, it is a Power Rangers time travel movie. Oh, yeah. But very, like, it's an 18 called Blood Punch. Uh, It's just a weird, this weird little artifact. Yeah. So I just want, as we have damage in our our minds moving forward, know that damage is not just, you know, this is not his only foray into Kiwi low budget time travel films. Oh, I, I Googled it as soon as you started talking there, Scott. And I love the tagline of live the same day, die a different way. Ooh. Oh, nice. Blood Punch! Blood Punch! I'm not doing another theme tune. <laughs> Which colour ranger is he? He is green. Green? Good question. Yeah, cool. he is green. F- funny enough, when I was Googling or searching on my uh, streaming services for Mega Time Squad, the second I wrote Mega in, it was like, no Mega Time Squad, but have you considered the Power Rangers? Have you considered the Power, <laughs> like, well. Power Rangers? Yeah, yeah. Now, keeping damage in mind, he's the one who gets given uh, Gaz's... But I was about to say potato gun. rifle, yeah. Gaz's Gaz's crap gun. He gets given Gaz's crap gun, and he's told you know you need to off John right now, which he very very funnily does try to do. Sure. And who takes the brunt of the damage? Terry. Oh, Terry. Terry. Poor sweet Terry. Turning from now on, Terry into Cyclops. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Pops him right in the eye. And I think the saving grace with, as you guys described to me, that crap little gun with the little bullet is, yeah. is that that's why Terry can continue on for this movie. Yeah. Because I thought if you've been shot in the eye, you either go to hospital or if you're fine and you continue with me in this movie, it must be a BB gun. Oh, I think people get shot by um, two twos and it'll bounce off their skull. Like mm. I, they are wow, a, okay. a very small caliber of if, ammunition. If, if it's a direct shot, you'll you're in a bad way. Two twos are still pretty nasty, but like, but yeah, it's it's like a ricochet, isn't it? That's the whole point. Terry's so. a big strong lad. He's obviously He's got a, a high boy. pain threshold. Yeah. Yeah. So damage misfires into Terry's eye, and as he does, that provides the opportunity for John to escape, which he does. 
he runs off into like a wasteland, basically. Yeah, he runs yeah. off into some wasteland, loads of kind of uh, abandoned objects, including an abandoned caravan that he hides inside. I was hoping for a bit of Scrap Heap Challenge, but sadly, no. Oh, <laughs> man, I haven't thought about Scrap Heap Challenge in a good couple of show. years. God, that was a great that show. Was great. Of course, yeah. you'd love that show, Adam. Yeah, Adam, that you show. lived that show. that show. And they cancelled it before I got the chance to. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah. As John is inside the abandoned caravan, he has a good long stare at the bracelet before someone also hiding in the caravan behind the top all in sheets advises hey push the button that someone is john too dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. john runs immediately kind of as you would i get it he runs uh, and john too again shouts from the entrance to the caravan push the button you'll know when but unfortunately, John running is apprehended by the 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 partnered goons. I love oh, goons, yeah. Shelley's goons in <laughs> yeah, this. They're uh, great. Ty- Terry damage, and then just the 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 ugly twins. <laughs> <laughs> just the these two ugly. And yeah. I, there's a point in this where he asks uh, 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 the female ugly twin. He asks her a question. She just hits the other one to answer. <laughs> and I thought, is she mute as well? Yeah. Is this going to be another wrinkle? No, she's just she just doesn't give a damn. Yeah. She does a a great job of looking. Looking like she has zero brain cells. There's yeah. a few moments where she's sitting there properly slack jawed, yeah. just yeah. like vacant eyed. Yeah. Like there is nothing in her head. Yeah. It, is a, it is a testament to her acting skills, yeah. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> Now the ugly twins they start drowning John in a in a oh, in a ster- sterile water well, not stagnant, stagnant water in a stagnant water That's filled just a bathtub disgusting it looks it looks like piss that'll be horrible which is which is good cause for John to start to say you know to hell with all of this and he presses the button on the bracelet he does whoop, whoop, whoop. he time travels and he's back at the exact same tub ugly twins are gone I want to bring up a couple of things right now so I know I normally go in for tropes but there's something else I want to point out because we don't usually talk about them. Paradoxes. And I think this is where we get our first paradox, first obvious paradox of the film because we don't know anything about their Wally the shopkeeper yet. But um, we know that he has travelled back in time and we're about to see a causal loop paradox. The only reason he has pushed that button is because he has told himself from the future to push the button. Yeah. Which causes a causal loop it means he would never have pressed the button without being told to do it therefore this is impossible all of a sudden we're in a place where this could not have happened because he yeah. could never have not gone back in time to not tell himself to press the button he would never travel had he not traveled which he would never have done had he not have done and yeah exactly and then another interesting thing the idea of he appears in the exact same place his time travel doesn't take him back anything to do with his I- positioning it's just the exact it really got me immediately i I don't think we've seen that before i think this is a new thing i don't like to be everything else changes around you but you're still in the same place with the exception of like in primer where they are in a machine that they go back in this is like he just and to comedic effect later he just pushes the button and kind of gets sucked into the bracelet and then pops back out yeah there's a there's a real moment just like in 15 minutes time with Mm. with John 3 and John 4 will get to it where again you see it's it's when you see him do it and you also see another version of him arrive and it looks so much like teleportation and it yeah. looks so much like just this that it, it's not jarring it's interesting to see but it, it really kind of took me back at the moment mm. with the bathtub because yeah it's like oh yeah you've traveled back in time but you're in exactly the same location and you just had to 
either trust or, you know, I mean, it's a comedy film, so it doesn't really care. Yeah. But you just had to trust and know that everything was going to be okay in that zone when you when you were there. We've seen films that have that kind of geolocation dynamic yeah. going for them. We've questioned it in other films, mm. like I'll Follow You Down, where we said, how is he guaranteeing when he goes back he's however many decades? He's yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. land in a wall, precisely. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's but it is, it just kind of, it just does it. That's what yeah. I feel about this scene. Like, it just does it and says, like, yeah, that's how it's going to be. And there's no... There's no scientists in this movie, you know? Nobody explains oh, yeah. how it works. In fact, the film doesn't even explain how it works. So I don't know if you guys picked up straight away how much time travel does the time travel device give him? Now, immediately I'm thinking of the 6pm that his landlord told him about. It's one of the only sort of times of day that we get in this. We know that he wakes up he, in the morning. He is dealing with this. He gets told about his mission from Shelton. You will have to go and intercept the package, yada, yada, yada. And his landlord says at 6 p.m. tonight, Patrick is coming with his car. You have to move out. And so there's at least some sort of fix there. So I imagine when he goes back, he's just going back to the beginning of the not the beginning of the day but it's it's if you said if you said in that bathtub when he presses the button in that bathtub let's say hypothetically it's 12 p.m yeah every button press does that take him back to 12 p.m in the movie that's what i think is yeah i think based on the fact that he puts he does the first button press and there's maybe two or three seconds where he's standing around confused before he then hears the gunshot in the distance I think it takes him back to the exact moment the bracelet was put on him. Oh, oh yeah, and it glows it and bonds yeah. to him. And so that means that yeah, sometimes, like there's a scene later in the film where he travels back and ends up in a, a bog. Um, he's now got hours. The, the further away from when it is that he presses the button, the more time he has to wait. It is well, at least what I think, yeah, purely I think based on right. the fact that I think in the first three or four time travels that he does, the first three or four button presses, you can hear the gunshot in the distance yeah. about the same amount of time afterwards. That's a good shout. Yeah, good the call. bathroom scene would corroborate that theory as well because from my from my glance at it, he waits in that bathroom all day. So if again we're saying, yeah. let's say it was bonded to his arm at 12pm, no matter, he could get to 6pm, 8pm, midnight, who cares? Yeah, yeah. He presses that button, he's going back yeah. to 12pm when the bondy glowy moment happened when Sheldon yeah. puts it on him. Yeah, great. That's a great yeah, catch. Good call. So as we said, John is back at the exact time in which that glowy bracelet will have connected onto him. And naturally, after hearing the gunshot, he also goes and hides in the caravan because he doesn't want to get intercepted by the very same people who are chasing John 1 now. And of course, this time, John 2, he hides behind the very same tarpaulin that we saw him in in the first go-round of this scenario. He's the one to tell John 1, you should push the button. And he's the one to shout at John while he's running away, you should push the button. After that little moment sorts itself and with Shelton's goons gone, John too, our boy John, he now meets up with Kelly, who once again gives him some motivation to go and nick the money, but this time from Shelley's basement. She's had three interactions with John. The first one, hi, how are you? I fancy you. Interaction number two, steal the money from my brother. Interaction number three, no, really, steal the money from my brother. She's always there when he just like, he's having like a little moment of crisis. I have a character assassination on Kelly that I'm going to do later <laughs> on in this. Oh. A mild one. A mild nice. one. Okay, sure. I was going to say, because I think she's up there with the smartest characters in this film. At the oh, moment. I would agree. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the budding romance of Kelly and John is interrupted by the triad. 
The character's name is Wen, but it's never said in the film. Never. He's always just the looming dread of the triad. Who appears to know about the bracelet to he some does degree. Indeed. Not only know about it, but doesn't want it for himself. No. It's very much like you. You stole money from me. You're going to use the bracelet to get it back. Yeah. Meet me at the Come In Hotel. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> oh, is that the place that smells of jism that we go to later? Naturally. Yeah, well, Another word right. I haven't heard in maybe two <laughs> decades. I, I mean, I think the last time I heard jism was watching American Pie 3, is it? Yeah, I think you're right. God. There's also just like, just as a weird side thing, the triad guy Batman's away at the end of their interaction. Yeah, he does. He does. I don't he know really what does. that's about. No. So, of course, you know, departing from Kelly, John decides, okay, I need to get something. He uses, I need to get something done. He uses the bracelet again. He pops back in time. He becomes John 3. First thing he hears, the misfired gunshot into Terry's eye. We see John 2, followed by John 1, both hide in the caravan. Fine. This is where in my notes I've just written, ah, with an exclamation mark. Yeah, precisely. Is it when he put it on? (laughs) Like, that's when I worked it out. (laughs) John 3 says, well, fuck it. And he pushes the button again. (laughs) Just the flippancy of how he's using time travel is fantastic in this. This was the scene I was referring to earlier on when we were, I was talking about the John 3 to John 4 and how it's a bit weird and how it mm. looks a bit like teleportation and how it looks a bit like, I understand what's happening. He uses the button and at the same time you see a previous John who's just used the button is, is arriving nearby to yeah. him and he intercepts that John. Yeah. And so now finally, this is the bit where I thought, ah, Great, we have a bit of novelty here because we've seen stuff like Los Crono and we've seen The Infinite Man. We know about people who, you know, uh, essentially duplicate themselves within the time stream uh, using past time travel and not interact with each other as much as influence each other. And as you said, James, the causal loop of how these various Johns or Deans or Hectors may interact with with that is common ground for us at this point. However... The interception of his previous uh, self, that is a little bit of novelty for our purposes, I think. Yeah, in fact, I've got, again, another paradox here. This is a different type of paradox. Oh, cool. This is what you'd call the grandfather paradox, the Mm. kind of the the classic one you imagine. Because now that he has stopped himself from going back in time, he is not able to stop himself from going back Back in time. time. So you've got a totally different paradox appear here for... For the same reasons, but in a totally different way. Even if that jo- the John he's intercepted, the previous John to him, I'll call them, you know, it's John 3 and John 4 as yeah. far as the movie is going. So I'll settle on that. Our John is John 4, the one we've been following for this movie. The highest number will always be the John that we've been following. It's yeah. something that's at least easy to grasp hold of in these movies. Until so we get to the infinite John. Well, God. So John 4 has intercepted John 3. He stopped John 3 from just teleporting again and becoming John 4. He's changed the events of things. And so even if John 3 does eventually press his button and does eventually go back and does eventually do everything that John 4 did and it's all hunky-dory, it's a change of timeline. The events will Mm. change. And because of the causal loop that we've just discussed, it means that surely that loop should change. But the loop causal loops can never change they have to just stay as this kind of solid thing in the you know we saw it in predestination Mm. the thing doesn't change the thing is rock solid no matter how people kind of try it was a really interesting moment for Mm. me and a moment where i i I just i paused the film Mm. and i sat with myself for 30 seconds and i was like okay i just want to get on firm ground here because this is a comedy movie and it wants to run past this scene really quickly and so i yeah i i paused at this point Mm. At, at the end of this film one of the things that i thought literally took me back to this scene as you've just mentioned where i thought this film seems like it's made for people who are high 
essentially. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you look yeah. at Gaz with his pedo shoes, it looks like it's made for the average enjoyer of films like Pineapple Express. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the complicated nature of time travel means that they really have to be like, okay, right, we can't, we can't go too deep into this because no. people aren't going to be able to follow this yeah. at the best of times, mm. let alone the times they'd be watching this film. Yeah. We're going to show, not tell. And if they don't understand the showing, it'll be fine. I think that's like a, a, a loose dynamic going on here. I'm not against it, to be honest. Now, at least as much as I know something is going on, the Johns know something is going on. They acknowledge that something has been changed and they are understandably a bit irked. So they head to a new character for the film, a wonderful new character for the film. It's Jay! I'm a big yeah. fan of Jay. I yeah, have to say. Jay's great. Big fan of Jay. Jay gives us a bit of backstory. He's a bit of a, he looks like a bit of a doom prepper, but he gives us a little mm. bit of backstory. He also knows about the bracelet, or at least he knows about the demon, and he adds a little bit, uh, another layer of information that the demon eats time travelers who mess with time. It eats time travelers who meet themselves. Sure. Two two great bits here. One, a Wilhelm scream. Got a lot oh, yeah. to hear it every time now. Got a lot to hear it every time. And two, the fact that in the ancient version. It took him essentially saving his entire country to finally be bored enough and go, I will go back and meet myself. Yeah. It took John <laughs> a, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. He's got like, yeah, he doesn't even have the Chinese money at the point where he's like, fuck it, I just want to meet myself now. <laughs> the boys are in need of a plan. And so the two Johns decide, as you do, to rob a bank, which of course calls for more fancy dress masks. This time it's a tiger and... And I just wrote. We were Anne. discussing, weren't we, what we thought it was? Is it a cow? Uh, it's I don't know. It's Zebra? an animal. Horse? It's an, it's an it, animal. It's... Yeah, exactly. The I, first I think two, it's deliberately du bad. Duck, baboon, tiger, evolution. <laughs> the, the next <laughs> one in line, human. So they're in the bank. They, they, they. Tiger, tiger, and cow break into the bank. Unfortunately, minute they arrive, shot down by a very militant lady who doesn't have a pea shooter. She has a full blown shotgun. Why does she have that? I mean, when you live in a town that has an inhabitants of what seven thousand, I think yeah, they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to defend yourself from Maybe all the Maybe a shotgun. Yeah, exactly. Fair. From Shelton's mob, from the ugly twins. <laughs> that shotgun is gonna knock her off her feet. Yeah. It's gonna break her arm. Yeah, and yeah she's yeah. gonna be ripped in half. But you know, she'll be safe. <laughs> she shoots one of the Johns. My question, gentlemen, which John dies, and does it matter? I I don't think it matters. I, if, if, <laughs> if it was any other film, it matters. Nah, yeah. it doesn't matter. If, doesn't. We, if this was Primer, if this was a situation in Primer, you would spend the time trying to work it out. But I just went, oh, one of them's dead. There, <laughs> there is only one time in this whole film where they deliberately try to delineate which of the Johns are which. Yeah. Once, only once in the whole film. And they deliberately at this point say, nope, we're not. Yeah. We're just yeah, you. No, move on. They've got masks on. Who knows? One John dies. The other John freaks out, runs. Time travels back to our, as we said, inverted commas, 12 p.m. Time travels back to the point and, and runs. He's in a public toilet. He time travels in the public toilet, goes back in time. It's now occupied. So at least we acknowledge that things can change in the areas where you're traveling to. It's the guy's on the, guy the toilet's reaction of just, oh, where'd you come from? Like, he's just <laughs> yeah. so understated. We often see in films where you've got multiple characters all appearing at once. One an item of their clothing is different, or they've got. There's a point when they all get covered. You'll see it. Well, we're going to talk about it in a second, but they get covered in like ink from an exploding from the lockbox that they get from the bank. And I thought to myself, well, if one of them was covered in it, we'd be able to tell which one was which. They all just fucking get covered. They're in it. all covered matter. in the Smurf juice. I know matter. exactly. Doesn't Although matter. there is something weird that comes up there, but I'll wait till we get. Oh, to okay, it. cool. And we've seen stuff like that with um, Dean in Infinite Man. We had buttoned up, all suit and you know suited and booted Dean, and we had rough, weird looking Dean. So I'm looking. For for some of that no this film isn't interested it, it wants it does it knows that i am I, 
I feel like Tim I'm Van Damme knows. Time, not a long time. <laughs> he knows I'm going to wonder which John died, and he's looking back at me and saying, "Doesn't matter, mate." There's even a bit of a scene here where they successfully complete the bank heist. Yeah. To, to no money, of course, because who has money? And one of them says to the others, "Oh, you need to. You should jump back, bro." And it's like, well. Where to? Because he's yeah. not going to be any of the previous Johns. I don't know who he's now supposed to be. Only when he says that am I like, oh, okay, so you must be oldest John. Yeah. And he's yeah. one of the more recent Johns, at least, at least. Because now we have, technically, we've got three, four, and five. Johnny's three, four, and five with yeah. us. And so when he tells when he tells that John to go back, they rob the bank successfully because Johnny Five, uh, having is no... John one, is alive, yeah. Johnny, Johnny Five's <laughs> alive, so he goes back. He nicks the old woman's gun. Uh, they manage to successfully nick themselves a small lockbox with $38 and a dye pack in it. So now they're all covered in Smurf juice. They're sat and they decide $38 worth of beer sounds like a really good time right now they head off to a pub they're sat in the pub and and just before as you mentioned a really fun part where he says well if you if you just head back in time you'll still get the beers in your future uh because i'm gonna have the beers in my present but we'll buy fewer but we'll have more the 38 (laughs) dollars will stretch further so it's, it's just common sense Johnny's a very smart guy, but only when it comes to (laughs) self-indulgence, apparently. He also understands that one of them has to jump back, but doesn't think that the other one does. He wants to preserve the time squad. They haven't named it as such yet, but he wants to preserve the... the, uh, What's the word? Uh, Safety in numbers. Yeah. And it's while they're enjoying $38 worth of beer in that pub. One of the Johns decides to go to the loo. The other John is apprehended by the ugly twins and damage. Who successfully stab John? They stab him up. Damage, you know, a uh, uh, very efficient man, very shifty looking guy. Very uh, keen on murder. Oh, very, big. Very keen. keen on murder. Very keen, nominative determination. He loves a bit of damage. He does. Now, he, uh, <laughs> he gives him a damage. <laughs> he gives him a, gives him a stab. And as uh, John is lying on the floor, he presses his bracelet. He goes back. Again, another, like another wrinkle to this time travel. It heals, baby. Yeah. yeah. Now, this is, again, where another kind of... You'll notice he heals and the blue disappears. So oh, he's right, now yeah. no longer blue and he's healed. Which So he's exactly like when the bracelet was put on. Except the clothing. We learn later on that he can travel with different clothing on because he puts oh, yeah. on his weird, like... He has a, he's wearing a waistcoat. Yeah, later. yeah. Yeah, so I don't understand... Oh, do you mean what... the do you mean the demon dress? Well, no, not even that. There's just... He puts on the hoodie for when he's going to rob the bank. Yes. And it's like, well... He what, puts it on in he... that time period. But yeah. Oh, he's he not wearing the time. hoodie when the bracelet's put on him. I don't... Th- I don't... Do you know what? I actually don't remember I know, now. I think but he is. I think, I think he... he... I think that there's, like, there's oh. an archetypal john that he reverts back to and it's always the john of the bracelet being put on i think but i you know either way though where does the damage go where does yeah. the where yeah. does the... well he's holding the gun well, he's just stabbing where does the uh, <laughs> damage <laughs> where does the blue paint go because yeah, yeah. That, that's that's then uh, they talk about matter cannot be created or destroyed yeah the time travel can destroy matter and create it apparently you know, we've discussed before haven't we about um going back in time and becoming the person in the previous timeline which it would suggest that's what's happening but we know that's not the case because there are many other johns in that timeline so it's not that situation but it's parts of it it's like he's he's sort of become an earlier john 
but he hasn't become the John that he's gone back in time to. I think it's, a, yeah, it's a bit like a, it's just a scan that's been made of him. Yeah. There's a scan was made mm. of him when that bracelet was put on and you will revert to the scan. Yeah, you can get away with a lot because this is kind of a mythical, magical. Because magic, yeah. Because magic, yeah, yeah, yeah. basically at the end of the day. Anything question you've got, because magic. And now John 5, lying on the floor, having been stabbed, he presses the bracelet. He hops back. Very pleasantly, when he hops back, he's no longer covered in ink dye. He's no longer been stabbed. Hurrah. He goes, he hides in the loo for a long time, for seemingly hours, all of the hours that it's taken for all of the events of the movie to happen. This John, John 6, ostensibly, is just hiring, uh, hiding in the loo, waiting for the moment of this attempted stabbing and the second that it happens the second one john comes in to use the loo he immediately leaves prevents the stabbing of of the previous john everything's hunky-dory everything's back to normal and again right at the end of this scene we get just like before when they were saying you should hop back so we can have more beers in this moment one of them very agreeably they're working as a nice sort of unit they all say one of them says yeah I should probably hop back, hop back just to just mm. to retain the the sanctity of this moment. And this is the really fun point where they acknowledge we're 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 like a little group, we're like a little gang, we're like a little squad, we're like a time squad, we're like a mega time squad. I like you know it's all 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 nice and wrapped up. And it, this is the unique element of this film's time travel to me anyway. The th- the thing that sets this film's time travel apart from every other film we've done thus far, but crucially from Infinite Man and Los Crono Crimenes is. It is the embracing of working with your past selves as opposed to the the friction with your past selves. Yeah. Dean in uh, Infinite Man is always coming up against them and always trying to work around them. He's he's always thinking that his current version is better than the yeah. previous versions. And Hector, as we know, Hector wants to kill his past selves at points. How dare he shag his own wife? <laughs> exactly. Whereas John is all about it. He would make more if he could kind of vibe. There's an interesting thing that I've only just picked up on looking back at my notes now, actually. In the next scene, they walk past a shop where he sees the demon mask in the window, which is obviously the, the demon mask that he later has mm. to dress yeah, up as I a demon. didn't pick up on that. I've only just realised, which means this must be not John 5 or 6 or 7. It must be the John before. It must be John N-1. Because he doesn't retain the knowledge of having seen the mask. Only, the, only one of the Johns sees the mask and goes, oh, I better buy that and oh, wear it very and pretend to be the demon. So... There are two Johns walking past the store. One sees the mask, the other doesn't. And the one who sees it must be a, this is a complicated word, must not be our John, must be another John from the past. That we don't focus on. That we don't focus on. I get it. I'm just wondering, Mm. basically, if of those two Johns who walk past the, the demon store, is one of them the demon? But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is the one who sees the mask... He is almost certainly the one who then goes, buys it, and becomes the demon. Yes. Yeah, because we don't. Because the others don't know it. That answers a question for me. Because I, I, one of my questions at the end is the the, the demon does John. Demon John come from? What not? What? Which one is he? I didn't want him mm. to just be one of the scattered Johns later in the movie. I wanted yeah. him to be one of the ones you can track. And so far, we've tracked six successfully. And I'm really glad he's one of the six. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's essentially John, one, John two. I forget which way around we're ordering it. If we think of the main focus, John, as the one who goes and stops the other John. At the point of the movie that we're in, the Johns in existence are five and six. So, yeah, if we say the the John that went back and said, hey, don't press the button. If we think of him as six and the one who presses the button as five, five is the one who sees the mask and then becomes the demon. I I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to rewatch this with that in mind. Yeah. So we head over to Shelton, Kelly, Cyclops. They're fitting the surprise motherfucker (laughs) bomb. (laughs) 
They're fitting the surprise motherfucker bomb vest. Shelton uh, then finds out about the Mega Time Squad and he decides, well, I'm going to assemble my full goon unit. You know, shares out some guns. Lovely little line where it's like, this is Paraguay, Terry, not America. We're not made of guns. (laughs) (laughs) Got two more names as well for the the goons there. We've got Narka. Oh, I love him. Narka. And, and, And Gibbo. Gibbo. Gibbo, I didn't catch, but Naka, I I really like. Yeah. I he's 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 right there in the sense of just goes outside. He doesn't want to shoot John. He's a nice guy. <laughs> he wants to go and tell his mother yeah. about the fun time traveler that he's oh, met today. To he's just a lovely lad. Yeah, and he doesn't like Shelton, which is always a boon. Yeah. So Shelton has amassed his 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 goon squad. The Mega Time Squad is approaching Shelton's to to come and uh, nick the money from the basement. It's on assault on Chateau Shelton time. <laughs> And the assault on Chateau Shelton is effect to my, the way I watch this movie, is just button presses are plenty. Oh, it's yeah. just them running around the house, pressing the button a lot. Yeah. I think there's a scene in the trailer that isn't in the film, because I'm sure in the trailer, one of them says, how are we going to do it? Trial and error. And I don't think they say that in the film. Oh, right. I think that was just something, that must be something that was cut, but I'm certain in the trailer, one of them says something like, have we got a plan? And he's like, nah, trial and error. So there must be like running into a room, pressing the button. Of just doing it again over and over again and it just means till like at 12 p.m at our inverted commas 12 p.m that we've the, the the time when the bracelet is put on at that point there are 14 Hundreds. different jobs yeah. in shelton's house just, just hanging out yeah. just, yeah. just yeah. hanging out none of them put in none of them wanted to like build a trap or no. do a bomb or nothing they're all just hanging out being like well we gotta wait until later on tonight when, yeah. the, when the assault begins yeah. that one didn't work yeah exactly. hi guys I guess I'll just, again? oh yeah hi guys yeah your plan doesn't work your plan doesn't yeah. work your plan doesn't work but mine is definitely gonna work yeah it would have been nice if they had shirts on, like the bananas in pajamas with one and two <laughs> and three and four on, so that every like the time... bananas in pajamas yeah. Yeah, and yeah. all the pulls for that. <laughs> Tweedledum and Tweedledee, I could have lived with, but you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. The bananas are wearing pajamas; they're not wearing numbers. Tweedledum and Dee would have been would have <laughs> I been. Like, better. I don't remember the bananas in pajamas being being but designated blue and by numbers. That's about it. Yeah. 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 On my television, I would go and write <laughs> on pen on them because I like or I like order. <laughs> And obviously, while the assault is going on, Damage is trying to chat up Kelly, asking her if she's been to Piss Chuggers. That's a polite way of saying it. So I tried to Google Piss Chuggers to see if piss there was a, a place. Uh, I got a lot of things I did not want to see. <laughs> several things I did want to see. Really? But more oh, importantly, I discovered a, a completely unrelated Chuggers being charity muggers. You know when you're on a street and there's someone for like a charity that has oh my God. a thing they shake at you? They, yeah. Some people call those, like, I guess it must be a New Zealand thing. Chuggers. Chuggers. Now, I don't think that's related to whatever this piss chuggers no, but, is. Uh, yeah. an, <laughs> but another, I loved the term. Cool. Another terminology. Yeah, exactly. You chugger. It sounds really nasty when I so said aggressive. it. When I said it in that voice, I'm not, I'm not going to so say it again. Yeah. So, OG John finally gets the money. He best damage in a show of nuts and he escapes with Kelly. And Gaz can fuck off home. Yeah, get lost. Gaz can fuck off home. He's as useful as tits on a bull. <laughs> I love that. That's great. He's as tits on a bull. Because Shelton, Gaz can fuck off because Shelton and co are setting off in pursuit. Uh, uh, but just as they set off on pursuit, all of the Mega Time Squad come out of the house. Uh, uh, and they're, they're quite aware that something is going on. Something is Something's awry. Just before this, Terry gets shot in the eye again. Uh, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He does. In fact, if you look he at does. his bandage, there's a tiny red hole. <laughs> yeah. I love the thought of sitting down and being like, okay, what's going to happen? One of them is going to shoot. Okay, where, where should the bullet go this time? <laughs> in the same the eye. Same eye. <laughs> in not, the same not the one. other eye. We no. can't blind Terry because we need him later on. <laughs> Just get him in the same eye again. Oh, my eye again. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though, about the... Um, there's, a, there's too many Johnnies at this point. And I think the exact line one of them says is, 
that they've fucked up time travel, which is completely correct from what yeah. we can see. Yeah, yeah. And we are now into the final third of the movie. Obviously, during the mayhem, both John 5, John 6, however many Johns there are, they've all pressed their buttons a bunch. Whereas OG John, I like to think, our John has already left with Kelly. That's the John that's missing. That's the John where they're like, Some, something, something's off here. John and the school bomber, they're off to the come-in hotel. I feel like calling it the school bomber has, with that, yeah. has a, a real... Like, fine line attached to it. What, what do we know of Kelly so far, lads? She's convinced him twice in this movie to rob her brother, and she's bombed a school. she's a psychopath. She's bombed a school, yeah. okay? If you're being bullied... I mean, bullying, terrible, yes. The solution therein being to bomb the entire school. <laughs> um, a little bit on the extreme side, mm. one might say. I think also, again, maybe because I'm not, not particularly northern, so Adam, you may have to join in here. Um, South, oh yeah, I forget about? you're you're from uh, <laughs> you're from, you're from Essex, mate. You're in um, exile. The um, there's a Watch scene it. where she kisses the gravy off of his mouth, and I was not having it. I was not into that scene at I all. Was, I was very into that scene. I love me some gravy kisses. I want a shirt. I want a shirt with gravy kisses <laughs> on it me now. Some gravy kisses. They unfortunately have to rent the honeymoon suite from a man who looks considerably creepier than the old toad man in 41's motel. There's a lot going <laughs> this on there, guy isn't is, there, Yeah, hey? there are lots of crusty tissues around his bedroom. Oh. They're in the honeymoon suite. They're enjoying pies. <laughs> Kelly is... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Revolting. White gravy. White gravy. Mm-hmm. And we also, we switch over to the Mega Time Squad who are in the process of stealing Patrick's car. This is really the only link to that to that moment earlier on. I, I almost think it's a bit of writing the screenplay backwards. We need them to be able yeah. to get from A to B. We thought, need them to have a car. I thought this was wild now because there's there's like the 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 res, the sort of um, afterthoughts of his time travel and now just doing their own thing somewhere else. I love it. I think that's great. Um, I did also like Scott. You're right. It's a bit of a Chekhov's gun, but it's just the most like inane one possible. Like, yeah. oh, I need to get a car. I know the makeup monster. Her son. We'll give him a car that can be stolen. <laughs> and we get a nice opportunity just to reaffirm that, like, the Mega Time Squad have some nuts. Yeah, they got some nuts. And as the Johns bicker, Kelly is in the process of trying to convince them, like, no, no, I know you've stolen the money from Shelton to give to the triad. You don't need to give it to the triad. You can keep it all for yourself. Third moment in this film, she's convincing John to keep the money and do stuff. Did you notice there's a bit later in the film where John accuses Shelton of always, you never do anything yourself. You just get your underlings to do it for you. Kelly oh, is yeah. Shelton's sister. Oh, shit, yeah. She's same. cut from the same cloth. Yeah. And as all this is going on, Shelton, Terry and Damage are closing in on the hotel. However, John, in this moment, genuinely, he has bigger problems. The Johns are being picked off one by one, seemingly by the demon Throat slashes, uh, you know, coming up from behind, like it's dark. It's, this is kind of the moment where I can see why it might have been submitted to a horror festival, yeah, for example. So. Mm. Honestly, I think this scene, if they'd started this slightly earlier than a third of the yeah. way to the end, if they'd started this halfway through, they could have turned this into a horror film where there is a demon that then hunts the Johnnies. Mm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's the demon John, the, Johnny the Johnny the Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> As all the Johns are being picked off, STD arrive and a chase ensues. S STD D Shelton Terry. You fucking damage. Monster. <laughs> you absolute monster. As the chase begins, uh, the first thing that happens is Cyclops Terry shoots a John in the head. 
just, I mean, completely blows his face all over Kelly. Yeah. There's a bunch of, I said first thing that happens, a bunch of other stuff to be fair happens. But the main takeaway is a, one John gets his brain splattered all over Kelly's face. There's at least three Johnnies, I think, that I could count that are just dead as a result of this. Just completely not yeah. coming back, just yeah, dead yeah. forever. They're sorting out the movie. They're sorting out the problem of the many, many Johns by they just are. offing them. At That's... one point I did write down, I wonder if the demon is just a paradox corrector. Like mm. the whole point of the demon is it, it only appears when there's a paradox and it just appears to correct the paradox. Yes. Of course, we'll find that that's not true at all. But it's, I thought it was a good no, idea. At the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course, a large reason why the chase hasn't gone perfectly and why things are a bit difficult for them is because the Johns just keep bickering. And Kelly is absolutely done with it. She decides, uh, she tells them to fuck off and she leaves with STD in the cash. Trope? Bad boyfriends love time travel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well done. Big time. Nice. It's yeah. a trope-like film, but it was one of the only ones that mm. could be. I feel like just because like men suck. <laughs> so <laughs> any movie where a man is time traveling and he has a relationship with someone, he's probably going to be a bad boyfriend who loves time travel. <laughs> yeah, it's not a question of do bad boyfriends love time travel. It's just are men bad? <laughs> Answer, just, yes. Yeah, does time travel exist? Inherently bad. Yeah, yeah. The OG John decides, after all of this has gone down, Kelly's gone, the money's gone, everything's gone terribly. He decides he's done with the bracelet. He wants to, he wants to go back to Wally and, and you know, get some answers. Is yeah. this after he's dropped the keys into his own cavernous head? Oh, my God, it <laughs> oh is. God. Yeah, grim. So grim. But it looks like the interior of, the, of one of the copious amounts of pies that they've got, you know, very sludgy. <laughs> we find out from Wally... But the only way to stop the demon is to remove all versions of yourself. Kind of what's been happening. There can be only one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do, uh, Wally, it's a, it's a brief scene. He says to him, this is what you've got to do. And that's about it. He ends by, you know, uh, a very in the vein of this film and in the vein of how people should treat Johnny. He ends by just saying, like, fuck off, wanker, and walks out the room. Um, there's, a, there's a moment where he opens a drawer and just drops the bracelet in with a bunch of other bracelets. Yeah. Which I think is just supposed to be a, oh, he's done this a few times. But I had been thinking the whole way through the film. Every one of those dead Johnnies is wearing a bracelet. Surely people, kids, are just being like, oh, I found a, this bracelet on the floor after yeah. the police cleaned up this crime scene. I'll just put this on. <laughs> I, I'm guessing, uh, like he said, they always make their way back to the shop yeah. somehow. Yeah. When John had the bracelet, he had nuts. But God, does he have nuts. them without it? It's time to find out the answer to that very question. OG John, he grabs the perfect man for the job. It's our boy Jay. Yeah, I, boy. I got real when he was talking about looking at himself talking about does he have the nuts i got real hot rod vibes yeah, have you seen the film hot yeah. Rod? yeah suddenly oh, i had real hot rod vibes about this whole film yeah. earlier on in the garage when he's psyching himself up the montage the yeah. preparation montage is very absolutely i'm yeah. preparing for the race of my life i'm yeah. gonna hop this yeah. pool og john has grabbed best friend jay they get ready for war another little montage and of course a stop off for pies along the way Jesus Christ, there is a pie counter uh, uh, <laughs> going nuts. It's been flipping just, ever since we started uh, there's, talking there's about this There's at least eight film. pies in this film. I think it gets up to at least ten by the end. I, I counted the mentions of nuts and only halfway through was I like, man, I should have pivoted to pies because there's a <laughs> lot of pies in this. It's time. We are back at Chateau Shelton. It's, it's time for, for siege number two. And there's a really great moment as they're kind of going in and they're taking on his goon squad all over again. The maybe my highlight of the whole film is the little mirror that Jay has on his <laughs> on his flip flop to aim around the corner. It was Inspired. perfection. Inspired. I know, like as a man who wears flip flops in the home, I can think that you know while I don't have a direct need for it, I'd love to make one. <laughs> as a kid, I was obsessed with periscopes. Don't ask me why. Something one thing I loved was periscopes. The idea that you could look around a corner without yeah. peeping yeah. around it. 
If I knew I could get the equivalent of a foot periscope, ah, yeah. oh, I'd have been over the moon. James, you're wearing sandals again. It's winter. I don't care, mother. Shut up. <laughs> you see around that corner, mother? No, you can't. There's also there's a great scene where I, I believe Damage is trying to get his end away, and he offers Kelly <laughs> a hoon of his goon. A hoon of his which goon. Was just <laughs> a fantastic turn of phrase. A, a goon, if you don't know, is a bag of wine. I mm. was genuinely wondering because a, it looks yeah. like a bag of piss. It does look like a bag of piss. And also, I was like, is it moonshine? Did now, you make it? Yeah. I've so I have a, a, a couple of friends who are Australian and some family members, and this is something that has transposed from New Zealand to Australia. Ah. And a goon is a bag of wine that you take the box. Yeah, off the box of wine yeah. and just have the bag. The flip-flop mirror, of course, aids in John and Jay dispatching all of the low-level grunts. But as Cyclops enters the fold, he ch- immediately just shoots Jay in the leg, takes him off the map. And Jay's revenge, of course, is to rob Cyclops of his only remaining <laughs> eye. <laughs> yeah. This allows John, Kelly to reunite. And so the two of them, along with Jay, are, are escaping the house. Everything's looking rosy until Sheldon comes around the corner. It's that really funny bit as they're leaving where Jay, they're like carrying Jay and he says something like, oh, I'm pretty cold. And- <laughs> I can't feel myself from the waist down. <laughs> He's been shot in the leg. Your dick would be fine, Jay. Your dick would be fine. Now, Sheldon, he, he's come around the corner. He's got a gun to John's head. He's ready to take care of business. But John knows something. He knows after all this time, after the, the, the roasted and the salted, after the monkey and the Brazil, he knows his nuts and he knows Sheldon's got none. I knew Sheldon that. won't shoot. I knew right, it was going to be right. like this. We, by the way, we never, ever correct Scott when no, he says things wrong. Not we, once. we love to not. I'm just, just because people might wonder, do they know that he's saying Sheldon every single time he says Shelton? Yes, yeah, we're Adam, fully aware. Adam and I make eye contact we're every time he aware. says it, but we don't like to correct Scott because it makes it more amusing no for problem. us. Yeah. That's no problem at all, guys. Uh, it's, on... it's an inclusive podcast. We let you do whatever Thank you want. Thank you. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, I care about it at a level 1, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shelton's got no nuts. He will not shoot. Shelton uses everyone around him to do things. It's what we said earlier on. It's the kind of mild comparison I made to Kelly. Shelton, he's just a, he's a, he's a manager. He doesn't do any of his own handiwork. Yeah. John is going to stand up. He's going to take his money. He's going to take his girlfriend. He's going to leave. And Sheldon's not going to do shit. And gloriously, Terry won't do it because he thinks Sheldon's a real nag. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't really like him. He's a real prick. We don't like him. He's only working for him to pay for night school. He's so he can get a real job. We like Terry. We like Terry. <laughs> we like know Terry. What? This Terry looks like he could kick the shit out of you. Unlike a previous Sigma Terry we know. Sigma Terry, however, thinks he could kick the shit out of you. Yeah. This is the anti-Terry. He's yeah, like the opposite the in every way. We never thought we'd see it, but we've seen the anti-Terry. <laughs> and you know what? We stand both types of yeah, Terry. Both of exactly. Them. Very Terry-inclusive podcast, I would say. <laughs> now, whether before we get the chance to see whether Shelton is going to you know, grow some nuts or not, whether he's going to shoot or not, he gets shot in the chest and then in the head by Wen from the triad. Grabs the cash, and as he's about to, you know, think about maybe doing a bit more, he is wonderfully slingshotted away with Jay's slingshot, I assume, but not by Jay. Who is it by, guys? It's, it's Gaz. Gaz. He's Gaz. back. It's Gaz. Gaz is he never back. left. He was there. I also like he's that a good guy. we've previously seen the triad guy able to. I'm never going to call him his name. He's just the triad guy. Yeah. Triad. We've seen him disappear like Batman. We've seen him bust out some moves that are quite impressive. In this scene, he just kind of wanders off, just limps away. Just walks away. He's just yeah. done. Stop yeah. hitting me with chestnuts. Yeah. I assume that's what Gaz is firing at him. You've been playing Conker's Bad Fur Day or something. Yeah. <laughs> just too many nuts in this film. Mm. So Triad is gone. Everything's okay. Shelton's dead. 
Kelly, not really that bothered about her brother's death, but okay. Uh, Kelly and John are driving off. Uh, and Kelly reveals she's actually still got the cash. The old she gave, switcheroo. She did the old switcheroo. She gave the surprise motherfucker uh, bomb vest to when the triad who uh, uh, explodes. So he's off the map. Everyone's dead apart from Kelly, John. All the other Johns are dead as well. Jay's alive, thankfully. Terry is alive. He's never going to see again. Probably won't complete night school. The triad were annoyed when the money was stolen. Are they not going to be, for want of a better term, absolutely livid that two of them have been blown up. It's a startup triad. I think it's just those two guys. A startup triad. Yeah, a startup triad. And the good thing is, is that he's no longer going to be living in Thames. He's living in Payroa down the roads, mm. and which they wouldn't, they wouldn't search six miles away, James. I, I, I did love, I, I sort of forgot to point out earlier, they were talking about a town nearby called Hamilton, which is another very small town mm. that they referred to as the Big Smoke. <laughs> I loved the idea of, they were like, Oh, that's a huge, huge place to visit yeah. Hamilton. And as we end the movie, it's daytime now, so you would assume it's the next morning. OG John, uh, you know, s- swooning off into a romantic sunset with Kelly, fills up for some petrol, and he's met by the demon. Dun, dun. But we find out, as we said, is actually another John. And James, mm. as you as you detected yeah. out for us, most likely John Five or one of the Johns who walked past uh, the mask earlier on, which I had no idea. I just, to be honest at this point, I you've seen... away. S- I didn't even yeah. follow that bit. You've I'm seen just, so many Johns pile out of Shelton's house at yeah. the end, or in the middle, rather. You've seen mm. so many Johns created that... It could just be any of them. And it's kind of okay if it is any of them. Added bonus, added niceness if you know which John it is, if you tracked which John it is. But even if it's not, you still just get the thing of like, this is a John who just didn't want to share. This is a John who didn't want to uh, uh, help any of the other Johns. He wanted all the money for himself. And wonderfully for this John, as well as our OG John, a nice deal is struck between the two of them. Demon John gets to take the money. OG John gets to swoon off with Kelly and everyone's happy. We do get a bit of a, I want to say primer, kind of feel here where there are now two of them and one of them does i believe still have his bracelet yeah exactly yeah and it means that wali the, the demon that killed all of wali's that was most likely garbage as well and wali was probably the one who just mm. killed off all of uh, his other his other variant not variants i keep wanting to say clones all the time just because no, there's multiples yeah. mm. you know and so that is the end of the movie and we sail off uh, uh, with the, uh, an, a reminder that the, the soundtrack of this film is very synthy. I don't know if you caught that. Mm. There's loads of like synths and, and 80s I, I was and digging kind it, of melodies. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, nice. It's, it's a fun one. Mm. And so that is the end of Mega Time Squad, gentlemen. Mm. Yeah, I, we sometimes talk about how in the credits we may sit through them. We may watch them. We may kind of try to pick anything up. I did like the font of this film. I thought oh, it was yeah. very chaotic and I thought it was a good idea. I had my mind very briefly blown and then obviously returned to normal when I saw the visual effects were done by James Corden. Oh, I thought that as D- well. Oh, Don't God. worry. I've checked. Definitely a different James Corden. He's no, got a website and everything. If you search for James Corden related to this film, I think there is a Wikipedia article where this film pops up on James Corden's Wikipedia. Duh. I don't know, and I don't know if it's James Corden. I, maybe it is James, the, you know, not James Corden, James Corden. But the poster for this film is also amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic, mm. very, very eye grabbing, very that catchy. Kind of retro eighties kind of look, isn't it? Yeah, like, totally. The whole thing is, I mean, the the, the music is very synthy eighties kind of pop, and yeah, everything everything kind of ties in quite well together. I think. I think a lot of the surrounding decisions, like the the font used, the poster used, the music used, the locations used, all that kind of stuff, the name of the movie, all of that stuff is really on point. 
and it's the kind of stuff that makes you at least want to watch a trailer of the film or at least want to check it out when you're just rifling through films on an Amazon or on any streaming platform because Mega Time Squad regardless of, of, of time travel and time travel film club if you're just looking for Mega Time Squad is a catchy is an eye-catching title and the I knew post- what it would be about yeah exactly yeah absolutely um, I want to point out a correction to earlier. I said Hamilton was a small town. It is technically bigger than my hometown, which I would call a small town. It's the fourth largest town in New Zealand, but that's still not a yeah, large yeah, town. Yeah. Just just in case anyone from New Zealand comes at me and goes, uh, actually, Hamilton's the fourth largest town. It has a population of 150,000. Well, still go, a town. 80, oh, that's 80% nothing. Of the people who live in New Zealand live in Wellington. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Towns are small. You're, you're slightly larger than my town. Small yeah. town in China is like 500,000. So yeah, yeah. Wellington, Hamilton okay, can calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, gentlemen, this is the the point. How did we feel about this as a specifically as a time travel film? We we chit chatted across a, a bunch of different things, and and you know the 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 Johnny Three, Johnny Four of it, the that kind of thing. How did we? What did you think of it as a as a time travel film? I think it's it's pretty good. I mean, it it's time travel at its core. The film's plot is moved along by the time travel, so I think I think it's it's quite important for it to be a film about time travel. Do you know what I mean? No, that was making I have no idea what you said. Can you do yours? Do you want me to? Do you want me to do? Do you want me to do Adams for him here? I'll do Adams for him. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, Yeah, you know where I fucking. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. One of the things that I like about this film is that time travel is such an intrinsic part of it. You could not do this film without the time travel. It's very much a film where there's no plot other than time travel. He uses the time travel to do every single part, except for at the very end where he realizes that he can overcome his own tiny nuts by growing a pair of nuts and ignoring the time travel. Adam, is that about what you were going for? That's what I said. Okay. Do you want me to give my opinion of the film now? Sure, JJ. Uh, (laughs) I I am a sucker. There's two types of film that I like. I like really disgustingly high-end cerebral films that you have to think about really hard, like Primer. And I love really low-key, just, you know, high in your downstairs bathroom waiting for your parents to go home after a Christmas, just watching the shittiest film you can just to pass the time. Sure. This is one of those films, and I fucking loved it. Nice. I couldn't, agree, I couldn't agree more in the sense that, yeah, it's a very low-maintenance film. You can just put this on, and you can just enjoy it. And yeah, there's like there's loads of the sort of like time travely complications and stuff that you can pick apart. And you can say, well, which one's the demon? And, and if they're doing this, then how does this work? And so there's, there is lots of discussion to be had, but it's all optional. You can just put this on and just run a great 90 minute ish yeah. fun time film. Yeah. Completely agree. And in some films I would go back and watch it a second, a third time to try and count the time travel or to, you know, see how this scene worked, see where this character came from. If I rewatch this, it will be to try and work out which brand of sausage he's trying to cook with the lighter. And I so, more about that story. Yeah. yeah, so as a result, I would say it's, although it's totally different to another type of film I might like, I still just thought it was a brilliant film to watch. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, think, it's a, I think it's a really fun time. We obviously discussed sort of uh, offensive uh, uh, racist elements aside, and it feels, again, it's weird to say just racist elements aside, but putting that stuff to one side that wasn't needed and does impact the film aside from that it still manages to be a very very 
friendly and watchable and likable film that you know you i like the elements i would i would happily watch anton in other things i would see other stuff that tim van damen had had done maybe not written because of the things he decided to write in this film but at least the directing or the or the choices made i would i liked the world i liked being in i liked being in thames for an hour and a half i thought that was yeah. fun or pyroa or where it is i liked all of the set pieces i like all the all the quirky little stuff as a as a time travel film strong as we as we said strong infinite man vibes strong yeah. los chrono crimenes vibes it's still that kind of funny contained time travel film which is again good for us we just coming off time uh, the time machine spanning you know hundreds of thousands of years uh, centuries and millennia it felt quite like serious it. topics in it precisely well. yeah. yeah this yeah. is something that like he at most he goes back you know uh, uh, a half a day a day something like that yeah. That's the, I think the, the, I don't think he goes jump. back 24 hours at any point yeah, you know? yeah, at, yeah. Yeah, precisely yeah so it's it's very nice kind of very very contained and the, the biggest as I said the biggest sell of it being in terms of time travel is the inter interaction with past selves and that uniqueness of no embracing it saying or to hell with you know potential paradoxes or to hell with uh uh uh, you know the sanctity of time we want to make a time squad we want to we've got nuts and we want to use bodies that kind of thing so i i I appreciate all of that kind of stuff there is i think sadly mildly sadly a little discussion to be had as to whether you can just do this film again if the bracelet is cloning him if the bracelet just clones i understand the time thing of it and i i I ultimately think is that you would you would still be changing the film you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily be changing the plot but there were a lot of moments where he's interacting with himself and he's building on these ideas of 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 you know there's many of me and i've got a squad for myself and all the things we could be doing i got lots of of shades of of the x-men character multiple man i was gonna say are you trying to say that you could this could have been a multiple man film yeah i think there's a read of this where it's a multiple man or like there's a way of doing this as a multiple man film and I, i think you get all of the same jokes and i think you get pretty much the same plot points as well and so i think that it's you're kind of jerry rigging time travel as a way of having multiple Johns because there's the, yeah, the, I think you're right. There's the time travel of it, of like, we need to send him back so that he can now do this. And this will happen differently this time. Mm. And that happens a couple of times. That's time travel. Great. All of the stuff with the benefit of the multiple Johns is yes, time travel, but also could just be, it could just be a cloning film as well. And so I'm not denigrating the film, but I, I'm, I'm almost pointing out that while I think the time travel is essential, I do think that it is, it's a little bit light in the sense of like, yeah, it's for the plot of the film. It's a light film anyway. So it's kind of fitting that the time travel is a little bit light. There's very few tropes, for example, no diagrams, no scientists, no explanation, no, no real questioning. The decision to go mystical for the time travel device, which we didn't talk too much about yeah. because there's not, you know, we're not going to talk about the device. It's a bracelet. Mm. There you go. It's a spooky bracelet. Great. Yeah. Like it. I love the variance of it. It's unlike a lot of things that we've covered before, but there's not too much discussion to be had on the bracelet. There's not too much discussion to be had about like the timeline or, well, if this means this and that means that it's it's a little bit light. And these are not complaints, but they are just for comparison's sake. Yeah, uh, I think something worth noting. It's OK. You you discussing all that has actually helped me come up with what I think would be the perfect meal for this film. Oh, really? Oh, right. right. I think this film is a pizza, okay? It's a nice pizza. It's got, you know, maybe it's a slightly cheaper one that you'd buy from, you know, Sainsbury's, Tesco's, Aldi, whatever. And someone has gone, I want pineapple on my pizza. I want time travel in my film. This is a Hawaiian pizza. It's not for everybody. Does the pineapple, is the pineapple required for the pizza? Absolutely not. No. Does it add a little something that you wouldn't expect? 
I think so. Yeah, 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 totally. That's nice, James. Yeah, that's I, 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 I'm inclined to agree in the sense that, yeah, I, I think that, like, I would almost feel like the New Zealandness of it is a little bit the pineapple in the sense that it's a, it's just a bit quirky off the beaten yeah. trail. So it's it's not for everyone, but some people really dig it. And then on top of it, the, the time travel is pineapple as well, mm. in that you could do this film. Somebody puts an egg on it. Yeah, this yeah, could just be a exactly. crime. This could yeah. easily just be a crime film in many ways. I'm not. Yeah. I, I hate saying because to me that's a denigration. Is to say, oh, you can take the time travel out of this and it still functions. It wouldn't. I would I'm not love saying that. a lock, stock, and two smoking barrels with time travel in. Absolutely, yeah. um, which is almost what you're getting. Which it's is a little bit like this, to be honest. There's little tiny hints yeah. of it here and there, but yeah, I do think like. And again, the pineapple pizza idea is one of those things where it's it's called a Hawaiian, but it was invented in Canada and it's the most popular pizza in Australia. Like it's it's just one of those things of it's not necessarily the best version of itself, but people like it. And I'm one of those people. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I do like a Hawaiian sans ham, admittedly. I'll yeah, just, just, the just the pineapple. I, just, I yeah. frequently order oh. a takeaway pizza and just have pineapple put on it. Really? I, I yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's like my go to. Pineapple, pineapple and, and jalapenos. jalapenos. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tasty taste. Um, this is a this is a really fun time travel film. Is it like a Mount Rushmore time travel film? No, no. Does it have any massive holes in it? Also, no. Does it? Uh, it doesn't ever uh, elevate itself to the point where it could uh, even approach having holes. It just plays out uh, quite simple. Uh, uh, everything kind of happened and has always happened. Time travel film. Your your duplicated thing, and I think that it's really nice in a film in in a in a film much like the Infinite Man and Lost Coronal, which I've referenced a couple of times, that we get the 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 change of tactic of like no no this is the one where they do work together, and this is the one where and then they've also chucked in a mystical demon for for shits and gigs, as well as all of the fun affability and the friendliness and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm 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 really glad you guys enjoyed it. I'm really glad I enjoyed it second third time round. Um, I, I think that it's it's a real nice sort of artifact there and it stands well for New Zealand. It represents New Zealand well, rather. That's yeah, what I'm does. saying. This this is a good representation of New Zealand and a nice addition to the time travel catalogue, I feel. And I love that quirky style of comedy. Mm. Now, time travel film facts in this were a little limited. See, again, limited tropes, limited facts. So th this is why it's well, not quite our normal level. One of my facts might explain why there are few tropes in it. So I did manage to find some bits and pieces. I found an interview with Tim Van Dammen. And there's some kind of interesting stuff in there that I thought I'd discuss with you. So one of the quotes that he, he gave in this interview was, I felt like time travel had been done so much that I could get away with moving away from all the old tropes that explain how it works and instead focus on the results, which kind of... Okay. Having heard that and what you said, Scott, yeah. that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And I'd say he executed. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, absolutely. But the other quote, which I thought was, was bonkers, was there was an alternate script kind of like put forward for this film and let me read you the synopsis for it originally it was a dark drama about a guy who went back in time to help himself get through a breakup but starts having an affair with himself oh, oh i would God. watch that film so he goes back in time again to stop himself from having the affair with himself and i was like oh, whoa man. i would make that, that, that film great. that sounds in yeah that sounds yeah. really spot i wish that was Crazy. the story of blood punch i'd be watching oh, blood yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I might write to him and say, yeah, yeah. just do it, Please, man. Just yeah. do that. I'd be you've, into it. You've done the wrong one, man. <laughs> you really have. I mean, Van Damme hasn't got a lot of directorial uh, in terms of film um, responses, but he has done over 160 music videos 
Oh, wow. Oh, good of, for of him. Of good quality? I don't know. I imagine they're all New Zealand-based because apparently music videos are still massive in New Zealand. Really? Yeah. Well, at least someone's Huge. watching Kerrang! and yeah. Scuzz. I, I listen, as a kid. Oh, kid, yeah. I used to love those sort of things. I still, every now and then, I'll listen to a song and go, yeah. we had Walking on Broken Glass came on the other day and I said to yeah. Bessie, oh, the music video, this is absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. You won't believe who's in it. Yeah. And before I started looking for film facts, I, I thought, well, maybe I'll have a bit of fun with this one. So I've got three random New Zealand facts <laughs> that I thought were bonkers. <laughs> okay. Okay, so last country in the world to be inhabited by humans. Oh, yeah, because the, the, there's a tree that the Maori, um, uh, I don't want to say worship, but um, believe spirits travel to the afterworld in. Sure. Um, this is coming off the top of my head, so I may forget some of these facts. But that tree is still alive. Like the first tree that they ever went that's the afterlife spirit tree, is still on the Madness. island. Yeah. Um, fact number two. The average New Zealand common eel can live up to 80 years. Eels, I don't like at all. I, I, I also, f- I think I'm scared of them. Oh, I've they got... They are creepy. Yeah, I've got a good fact for you on eels then. Uh, th- well, is it the... The only thing I know about eels, the thing that creeped me out is that scientists don't know how they reproduce. So, uh, al- almost... Oh, Oh, that that's terrible, right? Sick. Isn't that scary? That's horrendous. Isn't that disgusting? Do, do you, don't do you know mean how, you don't know you how? You don't know they... how more come. Put no. two eels in a dark box, and when you come back in five There's days, there'll be a third eel. I know. I'm going to corroborate mostly what you've said there, in that up until, I think, 2022, we didn't know. And we now think we know that they essentially, every eel like that you think of, like the London eels that people used to eat and blah, 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 travels all the way to, I believe, the Caribbean as tiny little smelts. These tiny little okay. glass eels then travel all the way back. So we think they have this enormous migration where they t- change from freshwater to saltwater, travel halfway around the world, then get busy over there, then come all the way back. Imagine you live in the town that gets designated eel fuck town. Oh, oh. God, it's Again, I've so not mental. I've not checked that. This is uh, I don't remember specifically, but I just know that eels are bizarre, bizarre, yeah, bizarre creatures, creatures. Yeah. and I don't want any part of it. So that was the other thing I was just going to mention about them was that they're like salmon. They're one of only a few fish that can go from freshwater to saltwater salt and back again. Mad. And my last fact for this was more for you, James. There's a law that states every high school in New Zealand may hold one pound of uranium and one pound of thorium for conducting nuclear experiments. But they will be fined a million dollars should there be an explosion. What in the what? Hang on. Well, okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes. I know. Oh my god. I so don't care about I know the... these were random. But Why I do I care like... about the fine oh, if I'm of... dead? I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm trying to think now. A pound of uranium probably isn't as big as you think it is. What's Uranium's th- very dense. What's thorium in terms of? Again, it's. I mean, there's very there's dense metal. Very very similar. Um, radioactive. Um, and it's a get both of them incredibly dense materials. Sure. Um, thorium is a, is I believe a byproduct often of uranium fission. Right. So when you break uranium down, you can often have thorium left over. And there's an entire type of reactor that's been designed called a thorium reactor, right. where you would push through what is essentially waste products from other nuclear reactions. Mm-hmm. And because they're still radioactive, there's obviously still energy. You could use these thorium reactors, which are often liquid. Sure. Again, I'm pulling this out of my ass um, to generate more energy. But they would both be incredibly dense. Uranium's not that dangerous. I think we've discussed this before. It's not yeah. super dangerous. A pound of uranium is probably less than the size of a mobile phone, would be my right. guess. So I could understand it. But the million pound, million dollar fine for an explosion 
is low. I would suggest yeah. a lot higher for that's that. That's why Kelly needs John to steal all the money. She has that's to it. pay off her fine from blowing up her she school. Does. The million um, quid she fine. said, I and went into the chemistry lab, I grabbed a bunch of stuff, mixed it together, and the whole thing blew up. I'm so impressed you've managed to Hell pull yes. one of my <laughs> random bitch facts in. <laughs> but that's it. I couldn't find any budget. I couldn't find any money. I mean... We know how it goes with yeah. the, the more indie films, and yeah. we know how it goes with, you know... Uh, I've, I've, I've got a fact, actually, now. I've, I've looked it up. So, the uranium would be about the size of the OK symbol you could make with your forefinger and thumb. That size circle, that's about a pound of uranium. My fingers are longer than yours. Uh, but you again, get more the, uranium. The, the, and a bigger one. <laughs> but yeah, so as you'll see, it's, it's a tiny amount. Sure. It's a really oh, small right. amount. Okay, well. As far as renaming the film, I, I said I love Mega Time Squad. I think it's a great name. A great that name. is like name du jour. But if you yeah. just wanted to have like an alternate name, like an I'll follow you down continuum kind of thing, and you wanted sure. to maybe sell this to the rest of the world just so they know what they're going to get, I think you just call it Pie Time. <laughs> you just call it pie sure, yeah. time. Pie time. Time for pies. Time for pies. Yeah. Now, I, 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 have to, I love it. I was yeah, going to try and make great. a comment about pie, but I don't need to. It's perfect. <laughs> pies, pies, pies. Pie, time pie, for pies. Pies, pies, pies. pies, pies, pies <laughs> colon. Time pie for, for pies. pies. <laughs> <laughs> can it be? Can it at least be pie time squad to try that's and? Not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pie time squad. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and right. the last thing that's upon us is to rank this bad boy, oh, which yeah, we, we actually get. Now. We actually get to do this time. Yes. So. Oh. Uh, as a as a time travel film uh, in the time travel film club, uh, where would we rank this against the time machine? Uh, uh, we're looking at a one and two, gentlemen. Um, oh, James, I'll throw to you first. We're t- you know, we'll talk us through your decision. Talk us through what you're thinking. What's the, what's the gut saying? The film I preferred was this film. I preferred this film out of the two of them. However, mm. I can't put it above the time machine because it's just not as good of a time travel film mm-hmm. it doesn't have that same pull or push i it's a better film in my opinion in almost every way but it, it's not it's not the better time travel film and it doesn't deserve almost rank identical lengths as well by yeah. the way yeah yeah and Which i is so weird yeah mm. so yeah i have to say number two unfortunately I totally feel yeah adam i completely agree i feel like the time machine and this I think there might be quite a lot of juggling around the further down this list we get because I think the time machine is going to massively fall down the road. I think so. Uh, the time machine's a weird one because it's almost like as a film, or, or even just like as a film with time travel, as a time travel film, it's one thing, but what it stands for yeah. is so much more. Yeah. yeah. And the weird, history behind it. It's a funny place for us to, for us to be in for that to have been the first one but at the same time i i think i agree i think it i liked this more to watch i enjoyed it more as a film but it can't go above the time machine in terms of what we're looking for i think that's where i am if it was just a film ranking it would easily go ahead oh, of it. Definitely. right definitely. and i think it's really interesting because with the season one list and the way the rankings turned out all of the films at the top are great films that we enjoyed and all the films at the bottom are not so good films that we didn't enjoy as much. Yeah. Whereas Mega Time Squad could end up at the bottom, not at the bottom, but near the bottom of mm. our list of as how is it as a time travel film and still be something that we all say, no, no, it's, yeah, yeah. it's down at the bottom of the time travel list, but everyone should still watch it. It's yeah. still very good. It's still enjoyable. I can imagine there being a world where number, if we do say 13 films again, where number seven is... Mega Time Squad. It's yeah. bang in the middle of the pack because mm. we loved it. It was okay, but it wasn't a time travel film of the of kind of repute. Yeah, kind of similar to Palm Springs ish. In that Palm Springs, we loved Palm Springs. I think it was yeah. number five or six last yeah. season because 
as a time travel film, there's yeah, just you, a little bit less there. So you can't push it up the list. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. So yeah, time sense. machine in one, mega time squad in two. Cool. But so much subject to change. And who knows how big that gap is between them? With the films coming oh, up, yeah, and there could be films filling them. There could be nothing between them. Who exactly knows? Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And that brings us to the end, guys. Uh, another wonderful, uh, um, absolutely mega time uh, was had. <laughs> Thank you so much. And that brings to a close another episode of the Time Travel Film Club. Thank you, as always, dear listener, for tuning in. If you'd like to share TTFC far and wide, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening via Apple or Spotify, we'd be so grateful if you could leave us a rating and a review. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Please email timetravelfilmclub at gmail.com with opinions, questions, recommendations, and anything in between. The next film we will be discussing will be my choice, 90s seminal classic, Time Cop, featuring the sensational sex god Jean-Claude motherfucking Van Damme, which you can find in any 30-year-old male's DVD collection. Until then, love from the past, see you in the future. Fuck boys out!